Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. But due to some medical things that happened for me during year 12, um, I got some medical considerations and my mum pulled me home from a kids camp I was leading on and said, hey, um, you, can, you need to choose something else. So I sat there and I chose computing science, which I hated. I hated from the word go. I think I hated it because I was forced to do it. No offence to those that are involved in computing science. It's just not me. And I love kids. I'm around kids. Um, And so that probably um, put even more of a bit of a wedge between me and my parents and particularly my mum. But that's okay. I only did that for six months. I, um, one of my courses I actually failed was Introduction to Computers. <laughs> For those who are wondering what the letter Z means on, those, um, on the university marks, it means fail. You can't get any lower than that. <laughs> so I transferred back to teaching and finished that doing what I wanted, where I was meant to be. After I finished teaching, I was looking around for jobs Nothing, nothing. And then I get this, sure, let's apply to a school in Port Macquarie. I applied for that job. About a week and a half before the school term started, I had the most bizarre interview I have ever had. Um, It was, I was asked as a young, single Christian woman, was I sure what I was doing applying to that school? Um, Not really related to education, but anyway... Um, I came out of that interview, though, feeling such peace, and I can only um, describe that peace as God's peace. A couple of days later, I get a phone call, I get offered the job, I move there, I pack up my car with very, very little to my name, nowhere to live, and, um, yeah, start a new teaching gig in a new town where I didn't really, I actually didn't know anyone. But God was all over it. I show up to the, off, the front office, say, hi, I'm your new teacher. Hi, you're here a day early. Fabulous. Um, so I actually got time to find somewhere to live. I, well, that afternoon, I went in and I had this really bizarre way of um, looking at rentals up there for me. It was drive past the place first and check it out before you actually ask to come and go for an inspection, which I thought that was a little bit strange, although I did drive past a purple, green, pink, colourful house that I didn't actually go in and check out. Um, I, um, so I, anyway, I applied for the first... There were two furnished apartments in the entire town. I applied for the first one I saw. While I was in there, in the real estate office, they walked out with my application, came back in, signed a lease right then and there. So I actually walked to the person who owned it and I moved in the next day. Um, I was fortunate to actually, in between um, finding that place and being up there, I did manage to stay with the other only single teacher at the school that I taught at, and um, I only, was only there for one night. So I can see how God was completely over that. However, living in Port Macquarie, I spent three years living there, um, and I think I really did actually stray from leaning into, into him. 
Um, I made poor choices and I made mistakes. But that's okay, don't we all? So there were so many churches in Port Macquarie. So I couldn't believe how many different churches I went to. But because I taught in this tiny little Christian school, there were students absolutely everywhere I went. Oh, miss. Oh, miss. Hi. Even grocery shopping. You can do anything without being spotted. And you'd think as one of ten, you'd probably be used to it, but you kind of like your own space just a bit after the intensity of my family. Anyway, um, finally, after about six months, I um, went along to a bush dance. That was held by the local by, um, Christian Life Centre up there. And um, as bizarre as that night was, seeing your principal bush dancing and who you really don't really know, it was quite, quite strange. Um, but it actually enticed me to come along to that church and visit that church. Um, it's where I first actually think that I had my first account encounter with the Holy Spirit. I can't actually recall the details but I found myself up front after he called me and, like I said before, I'm a crier, almost did just then, um, and I certainly did cry that morning and it just, whatever was going on was going on in my, in my heart. Eventually, I moved in with a stranger up there. Um, she ha- happened to be the youth pastor of the church, Karen, um, and she was really, really different to me, um, but we actually became really close She had this way of when you're talking and I start to go maybe down a negative path of thinking, oi, what are you thinking like that for? And she'd quickly redirect my thinking. Um, She also happened to be great at volunteering me for things in the church. She would often come home from work and go, oh, we were talking about, and um, I thought you'd be really good at it. So I got volunteered for um, cooking on youth camps, Um, for youth formal nights, because you're a member of a big family, you know how to cook for lots of people. Um, I um, became the PA to the pastor as well, Um, and I then she even managed to volunteer me to co-lead a course at the church. So she really got me hook, line and sinker. But that really got me connected into um, the community there in a church. Um, so after a while of living with her um, and dealing with some that hurt that I had with my family, she suggested I do what was called Isaiah 61 healing. Um, and it was just healing through prayer. Um, I'm going to read this because I think I'll cry. Um, it was there that the Holy Spirit spoke and healed my broken relationship with my mum. And I'm so thankful for that deep healing as she became my best friend. It was a closeness I never thought that I'd have with her. She was shared ten ways. She, um, but we had quite a broken relationship before then. Um, it was on that same weekend that, um, of this healing session that I had um, where I went along to a church service and I had been grieving some different things that day and um, Pastor Dennis had said, uh, well, something to the effect of you need to let go of the baggage because otherwise your hands are full and you can't grab hold of the new stuff. And that really spoke deep into me and I went from, I think, a bubbling mess to actually 
It just stopped the next day. I can't explain it. I don't need to explain it. The Holy Spirit just did his thing. Um, He was really, truly um, healing me and challenging me that weekend. But please don't think that I've actually got that nailed because I think I, like I think many of us, actually need constant reminding of that. Um, My brother also did have, one of my brothers also did happen to say to me, um, you've got to be careful what you pray for because you've got to be prepared for the answer and it may not be what you wanted. So prayer was definitely um, a big thing for me in my life. So another time from uh, when I was in Port, um, in Port Macquarie, um, it was really the time of change and challenge. And I was living in um, another house with a couple of young girls and um, we had some um, prayer release and blessing over the house from what my housemate called Olive the Prayer Gun. And she would just, she was this older lady that was just so sweet and so keen just to see the Holy Spirit working in people's lives and would just pray, love to pray for people. Um, And she, during that time, she prayed um, over the house and then she looked at me and she said, "Um, I have a a vision for you. Okay, sure. I see you standing up the front of a large group of leading girls, teaching a large group of girls brush that one off that doesn't really have anything to do with me I so I thought a few months later down the track I am down back teaching in Sydney in an all-girls school so I can't quite dismiss that vision either anyway I'm back in Sydney and I'm teaching in the all-girls school James and I finally meet and I say meet like that because we first connected via um, internet and James and I met and then Two years later, we marry, and now we have two lovely children. So Eloise is nine and Charlotte is six, um, and I found during those early years of having, those, having the girls, um, I prayed so much. Probably more selfish prayers, to be honest. Pray for sleep, pray for healing, pray to go back to sleep, those sorts of things. But something that absolutely still blows my mind is um, when Ellie was born, or Eloise, she had um, a clicky left hip and I was devastated. As a new mum, what have I done to my child? Nothing because it's genetics. But I still felt quite like what was going on. She was diagnosed with hip dysplasia and after the ultrasound it was far worse than what was... There was no click on the other hip. It was just so shallow it could pop in and out. So... I was devastated. She went into what's called a pavlic harness. It's this harness. I don't know if many of you know. It goes around the chest. It goes around their legs, holds their legs out like that, or both of them. Um, she went into that 24-7 for eight weeks. No baths, no nothing. Um, and I was pretty, pretty shocked, pretty devastated. This is my first baby, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I went to my women's Bible study group that I was going to, and she prayed... They prayed for her, prayed for healing over her. And for us, she went from this severe hip dysplasia, so that eight weeks full-time, four weeks part-time wearing, and that was it. She was healed. Um, What makes that even more shocking, if you've actually seen the child that does all the flips, that's my girl, she's quite a strong gymnast. So God didn't just heal her, he healed her and then some. So, here we have right in front of James and I, God's healing. 
smack then bang there in our face. I'm also aware that not everyone gets that healing from having hippie kids. I've just recently met someone who their daughter at age 10 has only just been told that she's got the all clear. So I see God massively in that. Okay, I'm probably going to get even more teary. But anyway, so 2015, 2014-15 uh, was a tough time for our family. Um, I had young kids and it started with us toying with me returning to work part-time um, and it caused a lot of stress and made me actually feel quite physically sick at that thought. But we ended up deciding that I would stay home with the girls um, and the peace that came from that, oh, it just... I went from, yeah, I went from feeling so sick to just being calm. Anyone that we spoke to said to James or I, what are you doing giving up part-time work in a private school? You'll never get that back again. But we're okay with that. But it also, in hindsight, it also meant that it actually gave us some time for me to face some tough stuff, amongst other things. During September of 2014, my mum was diagnosed with metastatic cancer. It was throughout her body and bones, and it was later, later finally diagnosed as a non-smoker's rare form of lung cancer. Um, it sucked, <laughs> big time. But it also began lots of crying um, or grieving, um, praying and spending time with her. I knew God was with her and with me and with our family. It was on a, one of my trips in the car over to see mum, crying, um, that the Holy Spirit just gave me a vision of this daddy just carrying this really frail child. I thought it was for me. But as soon as I got to see mum, seeing her frail, it's actually for mum. I shared it with her. And she, being maybe of a brethren background, probably just went, thanks. Um, so then, but then during a hospital visit for mum, she asked for some people that would come around and pray for healing. She sought them to see if she could ask them for some healing. Um, and I, I knew that was coming and I said, hey mum, did you get your answer? And silence. But for me, that was the answer. No, she wasn't. So four and a half months after her, um, from her diagnosis, she passed. But I love how the Holy Spirit gave confirmation of that image that I wasn't just this crazy child, as my mum probably thought I was a bit, um, but that she got that the Holy Spirit gave confirmation in giving that image to two complete strangers. She knew she died knowing Jesus um, and she knew him right to the end. So it was after losing mum that we came to Northridge. Um, we, the, both the kids actually actually finally went into kids' program. And James and I sat together in church for the first time in what felt was probably years, I think. Um, and then in the car on the way home, Ellie pipes up. She would probably been about, yeah, about, maybe about three. She pipes up, oh, Mum, maybe we can make this our church from now on. So it wasn't just us that it felt home for, it was her too. Um, now, worship time has been such a great time of healing for me. 
Um, music has always been an outlet for me, probably part of the connection that James and I had when we first met. Um, and I find music incredibly healing. Um, I think Carolyn said it last week as well that that's what she finds too. So it has a way of, a, a way of speaking deep into my heart, and so I cry. But since coming to Northridge, I've discovered that it's not just me being emotional at all. It's about being in his presence and the Holy Spirit is just doing its thing. I will often play um, worship music to listen to as I create. I'm a sewer, sewist, not dressmaker, but something along those lines. Um, And it actually really helps to um, quieten my inner voice and to tune into his voice. So... We were here at um, Northridge for a couple of years before we finally joined a life group. Um, It just so happened that Phil and Kath approached James and I completely separately. Just, we went, yeah, it was quite, it was God. Um, And James was up for it straight away and me being the slightly socially anxious person, I went um, a bag full of nerves. Um, But we... um, we became part of our life group family very, very quickly. And how blessed we've been since. We've had some good times and rough times. And oh, how I've loved the prayers of my life group family. We had a difficult year in 2018 with kids. Um, and I was just at a loss. And man, I really lent into Jesus during that time. Um, it always seems more common to lean in during the tough times. Because he is a rock after all. Um, for us, we battled with getting our children to school, Ellie, to school. It was not a place that she enjoyed. It was week, It was daily arguments, daily fighting. I think I wore my sunglasses most of the time of dropping them off to school for years because for that year because it was just so intense. Um, so we went from a year of those daily battles. A year of our life group praying life and peace over our girls, over us, um, to last year, the kids just went to school. Are you ready? Yes, Mum. Not not all of the angst and everything. It was totally bizarre. Um, We welcomed those changes um, and our life group just kept on pushing into it. And, but then it was leaning into Jesus last year to say thank you because, man, he absolutely had blessed us. I think I sat there going, oh, I just can't explain the difference between 2018 and 2019. Like, whoa. So um, the last few weeks preparing this have been a great time of reflection for me. They've also been a great time of nerves, um, I didn't know I was going to share this, but, you know, when the Spirit says to go off script, let's go off script. So, um, I, over Christmas time, my back just, just such severe pain in around my lower back. It was just hanging it all together and I was in quite a lot of pain. Um, last week, um, I had a couple of lovely ladies um, pray for my back. Um, once I actually started putting this down, the back started releasing and I stand here with pretty much very little back pain versus at Christmas, I 
I couldn't do anything. Um, I struggled laying down. I struggled anything. Whereas here I am standing, testing, proving God's spirit at work here. Um, But I'm still, please don't think that I've got it right. I'm still learning to listen to the Holy Spirit's voice. Um, It may not come direct to me. It certainly has come via a few different people this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for actually prompting those people. And thank you for being um, willing to act on those speakings. Um, I am learning to recognise the Holy Spirit's voice. Um, I let the tears come because I I find... Um, that's how I realise that I'm in his presence, particularly here. My girls have now learnt when looking at me and in church I'm crying not to ask what's wrong, what's wrong, mummy, to actually go, are you okay? And I just say, yes, it's just the Holy Spirit doing its thing. So if you see me crying, don't stress. <laughs> God's working and God's spirit is there. But we, um, Stephen Zuzas, are very thankful to be part of this um, community and to be part of this family and to be to call Northridge home. Thanks. Thank you. Why don't you just extend a hand? Uh, I just want to quickly pray for you, Faye. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for Faye and um, Lord for being so transparent and vulnerable. Lord, so, Lord, where she has opened up, Lord, I ask that you would just seal that and protect her heart now in Jesus' name. Lord, and we also ask for that continued healing, Lord, for her, for her body um, and this back, Lord. So it's 100% healing we claim for him now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. How good is that? So good. Thank you, Fee. Okay, Dennis, come on up. Why don't we welcome Dennis up? I pray for you, mate. Lord, thank you so much for Dennis. Lord, I just ask as he shares now, Lord, that you will bless him. Lord, that you'll pour your spirit out on him, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the words you've given this mighty man of God. So, Lord, uh, yeah, Lord, I thank you for the authority you've given him as well. Lord, that we would, um, we would receive what he has, Lord, uh, straight into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Mate. Thank you. Be happy up here? Or yeah, I'd be happy. Thanks. Yep. That's great. Good morning and hello, Northridge. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to thank Bonnie and Rob, for this opportunity <clears throat> to be up here and speak. Sorry. <clears throat> it must be the, the smoke in the air. <laughs> uh, to share this very small part of my recent time at Northridge. Uh, just a few details about me. Uh, I've put things in, uh, in a list, so... Accountants do that. They put things in lists and tick them off afterwards. That's what I've done. Uh, I'm married to Judy, and we have been married since January 1970. So this year is our jubilee year, 50 years. (laughs) 
some past history. We were born again, baptized in water, and the Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit in the 70s in South Africa, during a time of great revival in that country. It was an amazing, amazing time to be there. We left South Africa in 1990 and came to Sydney and became citizens of this beautiful country of Australia in the early 1990s. We have two children, a son and a daughter, and four grandchildren, three beautiful girls and a handsome man. Now he's 16. And I say they are handsome because I know that grandparents are allowed to do that. We have two, uh, sorry, we, we, we joined Northridge in 2003. So this month we have been attending this church for 17 wonderful years. I would just like to thank Phil and Kath, which are not, are not here, and Rob and Bonnie, and say how much we love and appreciate you guys. It has been a joy to have been part of this glorious body. We were co-leaders with our friends Harry and Zelda of a life group for 11 years, and then Judy and I led another group for a further four years. I had the privilege of being on Set Free team for four years. Harry, thank you. I'm now retired, and we live in Dural. Those are the points I'd like to cover. Now I want to discover this church. And there are two things I'd like to share with you this morning in my allotted 10 minutes. The first is something which happened recently, a few months ago, regarding you and our wonderful, loving church. Last year, we had the privilege of inviting a young man to Northridge who was in the midst of some quite serious personal difficulties. It was his first time he had been to a church like ours, and we did not know how he would respond. On leaving the service, he told me how much peace he had felt, and in his own words, he said, the Spirit was here. He was unchurched. On the following Monday, I phoned him and he excitedly explained that he had not felt so much peace and love in people and the words of the worship music in his life. He went on to say that as he left our church and on the way home, he sang a worship song to God for the first time in his car. He had never done this before in his life, but he knew something significant had changed in his life. I just want to do something which I don't think Northridge have done in 17 years. I'd just like to, for you to clap yourselves. Because I thank you that he felt you. He felt the Spirit of God in you. This young man is presently on the road to recovery from alcoholic addiction. A few weeks after he attended our church together with his father, we arranged for him to spend almost six months in, in the Hillsong-funded rehab facility. Consequently, he now attends Hillsong Church every week and has, and, and has done so 
uh, since he coming here and since has done the Alpha course here at Northridge. He told me recently that he will be getting baptized in water to show the world he now belongs to Jesus. In my enthusiasm, I have suggested that he register for the next Set Free course, Harry. A con he has now gone on <clears throat> to be successful in securing a contract position which he, he didn't have before. He, had, he had, didn't have a job previously. And so may I encourage you with this. That day that this man came here to Northridge with an urgent need, he met the Prince of Peace through you. That Spirit of God that resides in you and in, in our services touched him that morning and I would like to thank and commend you as a congregation of fellow believers for allowing yourselves to be that beacon on the hill, the lighthouse in the storm, when we gather. Some days after this event, the Lord confirmed again to me, never be complacent, dismissive or fearful about the moving of the power of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Bring hurting people into his presence and let the Holy Spirit do his work. He moves whenever, wherever, however he wants and I must never try to work him out because he accomplishes his sovereign will in his people. That's the message I got from that experience this year, or last year, sorry. The second thing is important, is, is, was important to me of how God speaks to us through his word. Throughout my Christian life, I've always read the scriptures and I guess over the past 40 plus years, read most of the Bible in a haphazard way. In the past four years, however, I've been led to read it in a more exciting and personal way, one that suits me and speaks to me clearly and precisely. You might find it unconventional, not fitting the mold, or too restrictive. And I, I can understand that, but maybe to some of you, you might want to give it a go. This is how it works. I was asking the Lord one day to help me in this important area of not being so random and feeling bored in my approach to reading his word. Many days not even doing it, missing for a week or two, not hearing his voice. During this time, I happened to go online and listen to an excellent expositor of the word who has written many books and has a huge following of dedicated students and listeners around the world. He had suggested if you want to start somewhere in getting to know God's word, begin with the Psalms as a basis for your study, a basis for your study. Choose the year that you are in, what year we are in now, 2020, and start to read the psalm every day, asking the Lord to reveal what this means to you for that day and for that year and for the future.
As it was 2016, I started. I started with Psalm 16 and read it every day. It's not easy to read something every single day, but I determined in my heart to do that. I wish I could explain to you in detail, which I don't have time, the revelation, the comfort, and most of all, the direction that I have received from the following by following this process. It is no longer boring, but nourishing, exciting, and the expectancy levels are high, waiting on God to reveal his will when you pray the word of God. I've written more notes in my Bible in the last four years than the last 40. It is packed, literally packed with information. It has references to almost every other Bible. You start with Psalms and you end with something else because God starts to reveal to you and always tied up to that Psalm that you're reading. It has become my spiritual diary which I can go back to like the children of Israel did when they crossed the Jordan. They laid stones as memorials when they were victorious so that they and their descendants would remember them. I go back when I feel down, disheartened, can't remember certain things that happened in 2016, I go back to there and I find the most incredible things that God had done in that year. I have notes which extend from Psalm 16 all the way through to Psalm 19 and now Psalm 20. I looked at Psalm 20 today in my Bible. Already I have five notes in there just from the last few weeks that God has revealed to me. I just want to say to you about Psalm 20, what the Lord's put in my heart, and it'll be interesting to you. Psalm 20 was written by David in a time when he was facing extreme battles. He had to forge ahead, trusting that God would move on his behalf. 2020, I think, is going to be the same for us. If you read just the first line in 2020, it says it's going to be trouble. But fear not. If you read the rest of it, it is an amazing, faithful, powerful word from our Heavenly Father to us. So I go back to my script. So Psalm 20 for me is 2020. I will read it every day, then meditate and wait for God to direct my thoughts and spirits. I've had amazing things where I have sat there and said, okay, Lord, what's today? Then you say to me, I want you to go to the TV. I go to YouTube. I look at something on YouTube that speaks to me about that psalm. All I have to do is type in whatever psalm I want. Psalm 20. You will find an array of stuff. And today I'm going to play you something that the Lord has told me to play today from YouTube. It's a song. It's a beautiful song of the words of Psalm 2020. I've written down here, it is a powerful part of scripture written by David in a time of his many battles. Fear not, 
God has got it under control. He brought David through. He presented him as king of Israel. And that's why he can write what he wrote. Um, Barry, just get ready, please. Thank you. What I would like you to do is just to hear this song. It's not a fantastic song, but the words have been put to the song. I want you to read the words, if you would. There are such beautiful, encouraging words from Psalm 20 for you for this year. Not next year, not last year, this year, now. We've got fires, we've got droughts, and we've got rumors of wars. And God wants to quieten your spirit. He wants to give you peace, that he is your rock. There's a line in that psalm that says, forget about horses and chariots, but trust in him. So if I can leave you with that, Today, and I would like you if, you, if you would, if you want to, you can read the words or you can just close your eyes and listen to the words in this song. Thank you for listening. I just ask you, if anybody has anxiety about 2020, please feel free to come out here this morning. We will pray for you. And in terms of 2020, we're prepared to read that over you that you have success in God this year. Thank you. Don't go too far away, Dennis. Lord, I just thank you for those words that Dennis has just given us, Lord, Lord, the encouragement that that was. Lord, may that just sit and reside in our hearts, Lord, and that we could take from that uh, Lord, each day that we could um, be fed from that, Lord, and also would encourage us to find that same way to get into your word, Lord, Lord, that Dennis has as well, Lord, just so encouraged. So, Lord, thank you for what he shared this morning. Lord, we ask for your continued blessing on his life that he'd find more richness as well hearing from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, babe.